Brought to you by Capital One, where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine, five times more savings toward that overdue home edition, maybe even an addition on that edition. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC. You're listening to Lucy Kellaway's podcast from the Financial Times. Normally, if someone was to give me a large sum of money, say a million or so, I'd be quite pleased. But if I was an investment banker, I probably wouldn't be. Just like the thousands of them who at this time of year will be receiving more than a million quid, I'd be eaten up with insecurity, envy and greed. The granting of investment bank bonuses is one of the rummest compensation systems ever. In fact, it's not a system at all. It's a ruinously expensive, tiring and highly political game in which almost everyone emerges a loser. The rules of the game aren't obvious to the outsider, but last week I took some lessons from a couple of master players and I think I can now explain roughly how to play. The game starts each year before the leaves on the trees start to colour. From July onwards, senior managers are locked in endless meetings to decide how much to pay out. By September, all investment bankers have started to lobby as if their lives depended on it. One banker says that his firm's internal meetings are sparsely attended all year, but in the autumn they're packed as everyone fights to be seen. In corridors all over the city and Wall Street, investment bankers are talking loudly and authoritatively about successful deals they weren't involved in, creating the idea that they had been. Even more loudly, they're dropping hints that they might be about to jump ship, in spite of the fact that times are sufficiently bad that no one much is going anywhere. Senior bankers are busy with pre-bonus lobbyings in the newspapers. One banker, voice cold with envy and spite, drew my attention to a puffy diary piece that one of his colleagues had skilfully placed in a UK paper last week. It works, he said bitterly. Another, matter-of-factly, informed me that he asks his clients to write letters saying how invaluable he's been in helping them create shareholder value. He then circulates the letters to all his seniors. Everyone seems to play games like this, and not doing so is a grave error. The boss is trying to pay everyone as little as he can get away with, and trying to have a quiet life. So underlings who don't seem to be on the verge of jumping ship and who don't make a fuss are crying out to be passed over. Playing the game assiduously can have a cost too. I know one investment banking boss who penalises underlings for lobbying crassly. He gets so tired of the frenzied rabble outside his office door blowing their own trumpets that he quietly deducts $10,000 from the bonus of anyone who is being too obstreperous. By the time the big day arrives, everyone is in a state of towering anxiety. The running order is important. Most bosses are relatively weak, and so they have the easy conversations first. To get called in at 9am is a good sign. The boss then comments on the banker's stellar performance, but says 2007 has been a difficult year for the bank and that times are tight. He then mentions the number. Note that when the money is this close to being handed out, it is no longer called a bonus. It's more brutal than that. It is simply a number. Even if the number is high, the banker must still look devastated and protest, I shot the lights out last year. I'll have to think about it. This little charade won't secure any more for this year, but it will put a marker down for next. And the boss may well approve of the moan. He'll take it as a sign of hunger, 
and hunger is good. Afterwards, the banker must walk back to his desk, giving no clue to the fact that he's $5 million richer than he was ten minutes earlier. The bad interviews come later in the day and last longer. The recipients will be dismayed. A 28-year-old analyst protested to his boss last week that he really couldn't live on less than a million dollars and that a swanky flat had been bought in the expectation of something much bigger. That's not a bonus, it's a tip, another distraught banker exclaimed last year on hearing that his number was a mere $250,000. Over magnums of Bollinger, news of others' numbers come spewing out. And then, human nature being what it is, any initial pleasure quickly goes flat. A $4 million bonus may seem insulting if someone else is rumoured to have got $4.5 million. In the end, it isn't about money, it's about love. Investment bankers are competitive overachievers desperate for recognition. And the only way of getting that recognition is by getting a bigger bonus than their colleagues. So how could the system be made better? At one boutique investment bank, the scope for politicking and sucking up is reduced as the bosses tell the 50 partners what each other got. Last year, the range was from zero to about $10 million. Apparently, this makes them all behave like grown-ups and they go around slapping each other on the back, saying, I saw your number. You had a cracking year last year. You deserve it. Transparency would be a new thing to the big houses. At the moment, the only thing that's transparent is the games bankers play. But I doubt if it will happen. For managers, secrecy is power. And in this dog-eat-dog world, if money can't be depended on to bring one any sense of achievement, power is all one has left. Another way would be to give out gold stars instead. The scheme has great appeal in that it is free and suitably childish. Something tells me it might not catch on. You can't buy a penthouse with a gold star. Thank you for listening. To read Lucy Kellaway's columns online, please visit www.ft.com forward slash Kellaway. Brought to you by Capital One, where you can open a savings account in about five minutes and earn five times the national average. Just imagine, five times more savings toward that overdue home edition, maybe even an addition on that edition. This is Banking Reimagined. What's in your wallet? Capital One and a member FDIC.